Welcome to the Reality of Herbal Therapy podcast. Today we're going to be talking about food poisoning. Yeah, but before we begin, we want to um, inform you of our disclaimer. Do not feel that by listening to this podcast that we have dispensed medical advice to you or have given you the ability to treat yourself or others with this information. We do not directly or indirectly dispense medical advice or prescribe the use of herbs as a form of treatment for sickness without medical approval. It's not the intent of this podcast to diagnose, diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information from the herbalist's point of view, only for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But the publisher and authors assume no responsibility. And on our panel, we have Dr. Michael James and his son, Scott James. So let's talk about food poisoning. The best thing to do is to take care of your stinking food right so you don't get it. Now, we can take care of it, but you need to realize during during the summer and the, and the fall and, and when you're doing picnics and hauling your food around, uh, you need to be real careful about it. Things that uh, grow nasty things uh, are generally things we take on picnics. You know, boiled eggs. Mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is a real tough one because it's made out of uh, eggs and uh, grease. Uh, a lot of people don't know that it's made out of mayonnaise and grease or eggs and grease. So you need to you need to keep it cool. You need to keep it uh, protected from the sun because it'll go bad really quick. Uh, nothing goes bad worse than eggs in the sun. Now, if you're trying to hatch a baby chicken, that might be good. But you're not trying to hatch a baby chicken. You're going to hatch a, a belly ache if you don't take care of mayonnaise correctly. Now, <clears throat> it's interesting because as we were talking about what we were going to talk about, our pre-talk, um, we are trying to decide what we were going to talk about. And in the news and on the search engines, people are talking about food poisoning. Well, the and we were thinking, well, what, what do we use with food poisoning? And the first thing that came to our mind wasn't even one of our products. Uh, I guess the whole purpose of doing podcasts is to sell products. No, it's to educate people so they understand what's going on. What's the best thing for food poisoning, son? Iodine. Iodine. If I got food poisoning, the first thing that I would do is get a capsule. Uh, if you have a capsule full of whatever it is, you dump it out. And then, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, um, you fill it full. And you want to do this, you want to have your water there so you can swallow it quickly. You fill it full, you, uh, with iodine, you cap it off. So then iodine is a liquid. Yes. Okay. Um, and then you throw it in your mouth and swallow it real quick. When that opens up in your belly, it, Kills most of the stuff that's going on in there. It, most of the critters and, and in your belly. And even if it isn't, even if it's just a nasty stomach ache, and it's not a, um, and it's not food poisoning, it still makes a real big difference. And then I would drink tea honey. I, anytime I in the summer or whatever, I'd always have tea honey around. And when I say tea honey, it's uh, what we call apple cider vinegar and honey mixed together. You use, we can put the recipe on there and the Check show notes probably. Yeah. yeah. It's on the show notes. Um, so there. check the show notes for that, <laughs> the recipe for tea honey. But um, drinking tea honey is really awesome because if you get heat stroke or exhaustion or whatever out around, it's good for that. But it also really makes a big difference for um, food poisoning. 
It's also, you came back from Tennessee calling it Hulk juice. Hulk juice, yeah. Hulk juice. I had a, a friend that he loved it because before he would work out, he liked to work out in the evenings or whatever before we'd go to bed. And uh, <clears throat> he could drink Tiani, or Hulk juice as he called it, and it would give him good energy so he could work out real good. But what he really liked about it is the fact that right after working, he could lay down, work out, he could lay down and sleep with no problem. It didn't hype it didn't him up to the him, point that... didn't get him wired it up. It didn't get him wired up, but he loved it. Um, he'd use it whenever we go play basketball or whatever. He would always drink that before. It really gives really good energy, and it restores your electrolytes. A lot of people, when you think electrolytes, most people say Gatorade, Gatorade. But that's so full of sugar. What tree does that come stuff. off of? Yeah. Gatorade. Um, tea honey... Um, is phenomenal because it doesn't only give you electrolytes, but there's a massive amount of potassium in the um, vinegar. Um, and the honey. Every, every element that our body needs for good health is in honey. Um, so it's just phenomenal nutrient-wise, but it restores our electrolytes. It helps with stomach problems. Um, it's just phenomenal. I would have that around and just drink it. I usually make a gallon of it and just drink that throughout the week. So that, let's talk. go back a little to iodine a little bit because there's some things that people need to know. Uh, iodine is best with this if it's Lugol's iodine of solution. And that's elemental and potassium iodine. So it should be red looking. And you need to check, if you, if you haven't taken iodine, you need to check yourself for an allergy. Or if you've been told you, you're allergic to iodine, you need to not use it. Uh, but it's, it, potassium iodide will help a little bit, but not nearly as good as elemental iodine and potassium iodide. Um, it stains, so be real careful when you put, put it in the capsule that you're not doing it over your favorite cabinet and stuff like that. Uh, put the lid on. You don't have to throw it in real quick. It's not going to melt in your hand. But you need to be about your business to do that, take that capsule. Now, what happens is if you just dr- drink it, put it in juice and drink it, it will attach to the membranes in your throat before it gets to your stomach. And you want, you want a large amount of iodine opening up in your stomach ready to kill whatever is in your stomach. People that have milk allergies... I believe don't really have milk allergies. Most of them, they have, they have uh, given their stomach the the critters to grow more more gunk in their stomach, and iodine will kill that off. And a lot of times, milk allergies are are not milk allergies. They are the the that you're giving your stomach something to help those little critters grow a little bit more. So. Iodine's first. You can get it. It's called Lugol's Iodine of Solution. You can get them uh, online, health food stores, places like that. But apple cider vinegar and honey is phenomenal, also. Okay, so treat yourself with that. It helps the it helps the little critters in your stomach not grow and take over. Now, food poisoning and and uh, blood poisoning are similar. Uh, as far as treatment, um, food poisoning, a lot of times, well, it comes from not handling food properly. If you got your grandma's peaches or whatever on the cupboard and the lid's all swollen up, don't eat that. Okay? 
Well, talking about not handling food properly, if you're ever a Boy Scout and you go out and <laughs> having the boys cook and prepare the food and uh, practicing on preserving the food and all of that stuff, I think that uh, most of my camp out- campouts I went on <clears throat> as a youth, I'd get a little bit sick. I think it was like mild food poisoning every time I ate with the Boy Scouts. I don't think that's right, Scott. Now, Scott's an Eagle Scout. He's done a lot of a lot of Scout. I think your biggest bellyache was at McDonald's because all the kids wanted to eat at McDonald's before they went camping. We never eat at McDonald's. We never ate at McDonald's on the way there. There was most of the times when we, after they cooked the food, that I'd get a bellyache. I'd get a nasty bellyache, so I always had Zyme on me. Zyme is a formula that it should on the label it should have a picture of Boy Scouts cooking because <laughs> well, it has a remedy. It has some Scout old cooking. Boy Scouts cooking yeah. on that label. <laughs> so um, anytime you get a stomachache, any type of stomachache, Zyme makes a big difference, and it goes a long ways to the pains and aches of a um, food poisoning as well. Also, going back to tea, honey. Um, whenever we're somewhere where we're not sure if we're going to be exposed to Nasty. improperly prepared food or not. We drink tea honey beforehand, before we eat, so that we end up will like kill off anything that's coming in that's going to make us sick. Or just a teaspoon of vinegar, vinegar will help that also. Uh, tea honey is a little more tasty. A lot more pleasant. <laughs> but I think what another thing that you did when you were a kid was you started cooking. Yeah, you 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 got yourself in the position where you were always cooking, because everybody else. Yeah, I got sick of getting sick whenever I was <laughs> on a camp out. So I was like, I'll take care of the cooking. And you didn't have any objections there, did you? No, I didn't have any objections there, and yeah. So Zyme's a wonderful label. So if you see a picture change, Scott got to us <laughs> and got a good Boy Scout picture. I've never seen a good Boy Scout picture of kids cooking. It's pretty scary. Uh, That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> now, with any blood problems, now, yes, it's in the digestive tract, but you're going to be getting it in the blood, all these critters in the in the blood, so blood washes is warranted with, uh, with this problem also. It doesn't have to be a lot, one or two a day. Uh, another formula that's critical would be fection. <clears throat> fection is an herbal formula that is, is a pro is the world's probiotic. I don't care whether the acidophilus industry has stolen that word. Fetchin is the prebiotic probiotic. Pro for biotic life for life. It helps support normal life functions, normal tissue functions, and fetchin's a really good thing to do. Well, fetchin. It doesn't matter what kind of sick you are. If you're sick. Start taking infection. Yeah, it, it, and then it wants you to narrow it down to a head cold or a, a head, you know, a digestive tract problems, then you can branch out into other formulas. That's why it's so easy to do herbology if you embrace the right philosophy, is that you treat the systems, you nourish the systems. If there's a breakdown in your gut, your digestive tract, what are you going to do? You're not going to call the Ghostbusters. You're gonna you're gonna call on colcer and zyme and things like that to settle the stomach down. You know if you if the problems in the lungs, what are you gonna do? You're gonna do ammonia and things like that. Feed and nourish those systems. We're not worried about is it is it is it is it a viral pneumonia? Is it is it uh, 
uh, food poisoning or a bellyache, you still treat the things the same way because you're nourishing, cleansing, and feeding the body, the systems. Another formula that I've found very, very effective, particularly with food poisoning, food poisoning <coughs> will linger in the tissues, linger, and you just, for months and months, you just have a kind of a bellyache, an ache, you know, come, come and go. Especially if you didn't take care of it right away. If you take care of it right away and get that iodine in and the tihani, generally you can kill it before it gets to being a real big problem. But if you let it linger, if you let it stick around for a while, you don't have your iodine around or your tihani. It takes up residence. And then it takes up residence, and you'll be feeling punk from it for a long time. And a formula that we use with that is the <coughs> detoxylation formula. Detoxylation formula is not just to take heavy metals out of the body. It's to help that digestive tract work better also There's and, and clean and purify it. So detoxylation will also help with those nasty little critters that have taken up residence. It just makes it a, a more difficult environment for them to hang around because detoxylation will help change that environment. The problem with, with uh, food poisoning is People, they get a mild case of it. I think a mild case is worse than a, a terrible case because a mild case just gets, just gets ignored. And it doesn't, uh, people don't take care of it right. Once you've had food poison, you're going to have to clean it up with some infection, maybe a little bit of detoxylation to help change that environment. And it's something that even as you start to feel, oh, I feel good enough, my body will take care of the rest, you should still continue to take it. Um, you should probably take it for, I don't know, maybe a month after you get food poisoning, if you get it pretty if it, good. If it's real bad, I do go, I take fiction for at least three months. Yeah. In a, small, in a fa fairly large dose for a while, and then cut back to one or two. Um, because <laughs> we want, because those little critters are so hard to kill off, and you want to get them gone. You want to get them gone. Infection, when we say infection, it is the main immune system cleaner. And healer. It makes the immune system function properly. Yes. And there is not an ailment, there's not an issue in your body that doesn't benefit from your immune system functioning better. And and it's and it's it affects the digestive tract also. Mm -hmm. You know, it helps the immune system, jacks it up, turns it on a little bit faster, but it helps the digestive tract. And Hippocrates said all illnesses come from the digestive tract. And when we talk about um, it boosting the immune system, a lot of people think, oh, infection is going to boost the immune system. I can't take it if I have autoimmune or other things like that. But that sort of perspective um, comes from individuals that don't understand herbs. Let's talk a little bit about autoimmune disease because um, food poisoning, those type of critters, I believe stimulate... Uh, immune system problems, thus a lot of times they, they classify autoimmune disease. We need to give uh, our listeners our perspective on autoimmune. Now, and we've done this before, but let's do it again. It's sad because a lot of people, um, the autoimmune is really big today. They're naming a lot of things autoimmune. And uh, we believe, and it's been shown over and over with our therapy, that it is a lack of nutrients. And it's common in America because we don't eat food that provides the nutrients our systems need to function properly. If our body needs sulfur, 
You, um, you mean our peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread is not good food? <laughs> that's right. It doesn't. I mean, it'll fill you up, but that's about all it's going to do. Um, well, well, the peanut butter's good, isn't it? <laughs> that depends. It depends on how much Crisco's in it, too. Hey, right, Crisco, there's so much. Um, but the. You made me lose my thought. We're talking about the autoimmune yeah, system. The, so. the autoimmune, when, if Nutrients. you're sulfur, yeah. if um, your body needs sulfur, every organ in your body, every thing that functions in your body requires sulfur. But another fact is your, your joints, the cartilage between your joints, the padding, is 70% sulfur. But our body sees our heart so, or our lungs or other things as more priority than our joints. So... When they classify a arthritic issue as an autoimmune, they're saying that the immune system is taking sulfur from the joints or nutrients from the joints and then taking it somewhere else in the body. So they're saying that our immune system is too aggressive, so it's cannibalizing our body. They're saying that's stupid. It's stupid because we actually... We were created by somebody who knew exactly <laughs> what he was doing. I don't care if people listen to this and say, oh, he, he believes in God. I don't want to listen to his podcast. I'm sorry. I do. That's just the way it is. We were created by somebody who knew exactly what he was doing. And them saying we have an autoimmune, classifying autoimmune disease the way they do, they're saying God is stupid. Well, and if you just look at the simple physiology um, of the cartilage, it has specific um, cells that are designed to break down cartilage. Why would we have that cell unless our body needs to do it sometimes? If our body needs sulfur to make us survive so our heart functions better, it's going to take it from the joint so it can take it to the heart. That's the same way with bones. <clears throat> and with it? the bones, there's a cell. There's there um, there's several different cells in the bones. There are cells that break down calcium and break down bone. Why? Because sometimes, well... Because it's necessary. I think it? there's a few... I have a few opinions on that. One, I think it's good to recycle the calcium that's in a bone. You know, a lot of people think a bone just... It gets hardened and that's it. Exactly. That's not the way it is. Our body is constantly breaking it down and recycling it and using that material and getting rid of it because it gets used up. And so it has to do that and it's constantly rebuilding it. And it does the same with our cartilage. Our cartilage is kind of like a soft bone in a sense. It has very similar cells. It's as um, kind of a similar structure. It's just not calcified. Um, so if our body needs the nutrients that's in our joints somewhere else, and that system, like the heart, is more priority than our joint, it will take it from the joint and move it up there. And that is a natural function. Our immune system is supposed to do that to protect us. That's not saying that our immune system is overactive and it's cannibalizing and killing us. It's saying, well, you don't have enough sulfur in your body, so Where your sulfur, immune system is going to cannibalize it. Sulfur has to be eaten by us. Where does it come from? I was checking out... Well, it should come from onions. Well, there's also another thing that... Uh, I'm, I'm, we're in the process of doing more research on it because it's... I've been... I've never felt good about the phrase of um, essential amino acids. The reason I don't... I, I have a problem with essential amino acids is not because I, <clears throat> I'm a vegetarian. I eat meat occasionally. We don't need as much meat as we're led to believe. I 100% agree with that, because every time you use too much meat, it demineralizes you. And something that frustrates me is when a woman gets pregnant, they are like, meat, 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 protein. But one of the oh, the, main the people things, that help them? 
Yeah, but one of the main things that happens to a woman whenever she is pregnant is she lose, um, she'll get soreness in her teeth and she'll become demineralized. A baby uses up 10% of your minerals and then you're going to get it. And it's get it. It's going to get it. So, and then they recommend a mass amount of protein that naturally requires a lot of minerals to use it. So no wonder people just get super demineralized whenever they're pregnant. You got me off track, but good Sorry. point. Good point. <laughs> Okay, you got to, a rant today. To, this back, is our rant. Okay, <laughs> back, to, back to the amino acids. Is that I believe, and in becoming uh, aware that the reason they call them amino uh, essential amino acids is in that amino acid group there is a nutrient that we cannot make; we have to consume. Now let's talk about sulfur. Sulfur in a lot of a lot of essential amino acids is the nutrient i believe and I, I in the research i've been doing is that where does sulfur come from comes from vegetables now that amino acid is broken down into sulfur it's not stored as an amino acid it's stored as sulfur so why are we eating vegetables that have sulfur which sidesteps having to eat all the uh, protein, all the amino acids, because the body needs sulfur. It doesn't need that amino acid. Yeah, it'll use it because it's got sulfur, because it breaks it down to sulfur. But why not just eat your broccoli and your cauliflower and your onions, onions and things like that? Because it's so much easier on the body. That's what an essential amino acid is. And no wonder Americans have so many joint problems. How many Americans actually eat any vegetables? I it, it, occasionally they'll open up a can of yeah. uh, green beans or corn. Yeah, but that can is most likely grown on a farm that is so overgrown it has no sulfur never, in it anyway. I've never seen a can farm. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff in I've the seen can. a peach farm and I've seen a green bean farm, but green not a bean can farm. But the green I know all what of you're our t- farms are so overgrown that there's not even sulfur in the soil for them to, them to pull out and use. They, you know what? For, chemical fertilizer has three nutrients. Three. You know, you get a fertilizer that's six, twelve, six, or whatever. That's those nutrients. That's mm-hmm. all they put back in. Yeah. Cow manure, my goodness, is so much better. Organic farming, or is is so much better on the body because it gives back more of what was lost. Okay, there's nutrients in the soil they haven't even classified. They don't even know what the heck it is. They oh well, that's something else. We'll look at that later because right now we're just looking at potash or or nitrogen or whatever. We're not made up of just the three elements that they fertilize. Uh, on a tangent of we, so people know where kind of where we're at. We we went off on a tangent of because uh, we were talking about affection, about autoimmune, and and how um, our immune system works. The um, Hopefully, you got a little bit of understanding that autoimmune is about the nutrients that you get in your body or don't get in your body. If you don't have the proper nutrients, your immune system will prioritize the minimal amount of nutrients you have wherever it wants to put it. You know, it's uh, it's impressive with how wonderful the, the, our bodies are. Because if we don't have this, the body will make an adjustment here or do this or do that. And it's... It's all about keeping us alive. And some of us are walking around half dead because the body's been doing this for a long, long period of time. You can't just eat frosted flakes every morning. You can't just eat frosted flakes every morning. Well, I'm getting my 
grain. You can get some corn. Oh my goodness! What are you not getting? What are you not getting? <laughs> I had a friend that um, he went to the hospital because for he lived on just ramen for a while and thought that he could just eat top ramen. So he, that's he just ate ramen and he ended up going to the hospital because he was malnutrition. He wasn't getting anything. They, Did, he, didn't he eat the plastic around yeah. the stuff? That yeah. might have helped him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so his dad told him, you have to at least put an egg in it. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> at least put something that has it. There's just, um, but there's so many foods that we eat in America that just don't give us anything nutrient-wise. It just they fills, take, fills our belly. It fills our belly. It just uh, curbs the hunger, and that is it. And it's, it's sad. It's amazing what, uh, you talk about eggs. Our eggs aren't even eggs. Your eggs that you grow and you pull out of your chicken coop are so much different than city eggs. So much different. The yolk stands up. In fact, the yolk almost is round. It doesn't lay flat, you know, and have a little oval to it. In fact, if you're not careful, they'll roll out of the white. <laughs> you cook them and they'll roll out of the white because they're so round. And and they're not yellow. They're orange. What a difference in just eggs. And we take for granted, we go to the store, we're getting a good quality egg. Unless you grew the egg yourself. Or got it from somebody that cared about their chickens. You're not getting an egg. You're getting a part of what, the bare minimum of what an egg can be. Yesterday, Laura was making cookies. And she asked Lynn, she's like, what is wrong with our eggs? They keep dying everything yellow because they're so. <laughs> the, you know, yolk, the yolk is so dark and so. Basically, it's got so many more vitamins and stuff because we have our home eggs that, than the town ones that just couldn't figure why they were dying everything so. And one of the. Oh, sorry. One of the main difference between like a farm egg that we raise out here versus store is there's a rooster in our pen. Oh no, there's a rooster in our pen. There's fertile eggs. Now, <laughs> does that mean you're eating half a baby chicken? No, it has to be under a chi- it has to be under a hen for I think almost forty eight hours before there's any development that starts. Um, I, so you're checking them every day. You're putting them in the fridge. There's no there's no more baby in that than there's the other. But what's different is all of the vitamins and minerals go up in the egg. The cholesterol comes down. The egg is completely different once it's fertile. I had a patient that ate a dozen eggs a day. He just wouldn't change, and he had some real issues. And I put him on fertile eggs. Couldn't get him to give up eggs, but I put him on fertile eggs, and he changed. His health changed significantly. He didn't, you know, eating eating eggs okay, but eating that many all the time is... Is, is not healthy. We ought to graze. We ought to, you know, eat this one day and eat that one day and eat something different. And we ought to, we ought to have a big diet. Diverse. But if we get into beans and tortillas and beans and tortillas and maybe we'll have some tortillas and beans. There's nothing wrong with that. That's yummy. <laughs> you need a little more than that. <laughs> and that's what happens. We get into a rut of, oh, that was, that was good. I'll just keep doing it. And then we just keep doing it too long. So we need to be diverse. 
Now, we talked about, uh, what, what did we start off with? We started out with food poisoning and went into food and um, immune system. Wow, we, <laughs> we've done 27 minutes here. You know, um, there's not much else I want to say other than <clears throat> treat your food poisoning and get rid of it. Don't let it linger. Don't keep a bellyache hanging around because it's it's those nasty little critters that, that grow in our body. Also, changing our... Our body pH is real critical, too, because it makes a, a, a harder environment for those critters to even live, okay? Um, so, pH, uh, we've got apple cider vinegar and honey. We've got iodine. We've got zyme. We've got blood, blood wash, detoxylation infection. Those are all good resources to help nourish your body so that those little guys don't take up residence. Anything else? Okay. See you next time.